All right, so now, now for the main event, we want to bring up our, our own youth pastor. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for Pastor Leo. What's up, what's up? Good morning. I am not the main event. We got worship coming after that, and worship is the main event. We get to worship Jesus. But um, good morning, everyone. Good morning. I'm very happy to be here with you today. My name is Leo Alves, and I'm the youth pastor here at Mercy. Shout out Mercy Youth. We got some Mercy Youth sitting over there, eating donuts, drinking Capri Suns. If any Mercy Youth students, if any teenagers, high school or middle schoolers, if you want some donuts, go ahead and go sit right there, grab your one, grab something to drink. And if you're an adult and you want a donuts, how many adults want donuts? Right? Go ahead and go take one too, but also fill out on the connect card. I volunteer to serve with the youth ministries. Go ahead and do that. Donuts on us. Um, anyways, yeah, I love getting to serve with Mercy Youth. It's, I love it. It's my favorite. But yeah, so um, I have the honor and the privilege to be here today to close out our streaming series. Right, it's a series that we'll be talking about connecting with God and others through film, faith, and a lot of fun. And I love that here at Mercy, we're a church that we like to have fun. We get to have fun and we like to have fun. And I, I think today's going to be a lot of fun. It might be the most random message you ever heard, but today's going to be fun. And um, it really is. The topic is Space Jam, spoiler alert. So it's going to be random. But um, uh, I, tell the, I tell the teens this probably once a month. I shared the story. But, but when I was growing up, um, I went, I was, grew up in Brazil, right, and I used to go, my mom used to take me to these um, church services that were like three hours long, and it was really, really like boring, and I thought that everybody was mad at me because I just wanted to have fun, and people were like, no, stop that, you know, so my experience growing up in a church was that it was boring and that people were always mad at me, and somehow that translated to how I see God. I was like, okay, so if, if church is boring and everybody at church is mad at me, God must be like that, right? That's who God is. God is boring. Being a Christian is boring, and he's always mad at me. It wasn't until I met Jesus years later when I was like a teenager, like late in my teens, is that I realized that, no, like Jesus actually really, really loves me, and that following him is the most exciting thing I could do in my life. It's what actually brings true joy and happiness is following Jesus. So I, when I discovered that, I'm like, whoa, like they've been doing it all wrong. And, you know, when I became a youth pastor, I was like, man, I want, I want, Duh, I want Mercy Youth, I want my ministry to be one where people have fun and they feel loved. And hopefully that's what Mercy Youth is all about, right? Right, guys? Do you guys feel loved? Do you have fun? Oh, they seem bored right now. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Got to do something. But um, anyway, so I love that here at Mercy, we're a church that does that. And um, I believe there's actually scripture for that too. Psalm 16, verse 11, it says that, the so psalmist says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. So I believe that the house of the Lord is a place that, yes, we go when we're hurting, we're in pain, we're just, all of that grieving. There's a place for that in the, in the house of God. But I also believe in the presence of God, there's supposed to be fullness of joy. And joy is different than happiness, right? Happiness just happened, but joy is something deep and strong inside of you. So today we're going to be talking about streaming joy, streaming joy, and we're going to do that by going, by diving into the movie Space Jam, A New Legacy. You guys with me? It's going to be fun. All right, let's pray. Jesus, God, I ask you for your presence right now. 
Lord, I pray that, you, that in your presence we may experience fullness of joy. And I pray that today we may, we may stream that joy. I pray that that joy may be in us and that we may walk out of here with, with, with more view to give out into the world. So we ask you for your presence here. Holy Spirit, come. <sighs> Breathe life on your word, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's talk about Space Jam. Space Jam, a new legacy. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, I had the privilege of taking a, a handful, like 10 of our Mercy Youth students to go see it on opening weekend, and we had a blast. Everybody said that they had fun. I'm not sure how many of them said that, like, that was the best movie ever, but, you know, everybody had fun. But um, Space Jam is the new movie starring LeBron James and the Looney Tunes. And also, every single character in the Warner Brothers universe is there, okay? It's like a, anyways, so it's a, it's a big movie. Um, everybody had fun. Now, I remember seeing the first Space Jam movie, the original Space Jam movie in 1996. That one, what's up? Right, 1996, I was 10, 11 years old that summer, and, um, and I remember going to watch it in the movie theaters, and I absolutely loved it, right? If you don't remember, the original Space Jam movie starts with, like, the whole theme is there's these aliens from Mora Mountain who they come down to Earth to kidnap the Looney Tunes and bring them back to their planets, right? But then the Looney Tunes are like, because the, the aliens were short, you guys remember the, the aliens, right? They're like, don't move a muscle. They were really short, right? So the Looney Tunes, right, they, they challenged them to a game of basketball because they were short. And then the, the, the aliens are like, okay, what is basketball? Let's look up basketball. They go and see the NBA players, and they go and steal the NBA players' powers. You guys remember that? Freaked me out. It was hilarious, right? I was 11. But um, so they come back, and the monsters, they're big and giant and mean, and they got powers, basketball powers. And then the Looney Tunes, they were scared. They're like, we're going to lose this game. They're going to take us. So the Looney Tunes decide, we're going to call for help from the greatest basketball player ever, Michael Jordan, right? So they go. But Michael Jordan right now, he's retired. He's playing baseball, right? So they look for him, they find him on a golf course, they go, they get Michael Jordan who's, out of re who's in retirement and they convince him to play basketball and Michael Jordan plays basketball with them, Bill Murray shows up, they win the game, Looney Tunes are free, it's amazing, like I love that movie, I, yeah, I became a Jordan fan from that day and I also decided to practice basketball daily just in case the, the Looney Tunes got in trouble again, I got you bugs, you know, I'm with you, like, so that's the original Space Jam movie, it hit me at a right moment in my life, I was 10 years old, 11 years old, it was great. Now, the new Space Jam, a new legacy movie, um, superstar LeBron James and his young son, Dom, get strapped in a digital space by a rogue AI. To get home safely, LeBron teams up with Bugs, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and the rest of the Looney Tunes gang for a high-stakes basketball game against AI's digitized champion of the court, a powered-up roster called the Goon Squad. That is the plots of the new one. It's a little bit confusing. Yes, it's okay. Check it out. The, 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 the main point of the story is LeBron, he has three kids, just like in real life, one older son, a middle son, then a young daughter. The older son loves basketball. Bronny James is pretty good at basketball and wants to be just like his dad. But the youngest one in the movie, Dom, he's also good at basketball, but he also has different interests, like video games. He loves video games, like designing video games, right? And, but, but LeBron just wants him to like, hey, practice basketball, be good at basketball, be good at basketball. And one time, the two brothers, they were playing um, basketball basketball with each other and LeBron, like they, one kid tries to do a 360 layup and LeBron's like, no, stop that. Fundamentals, like work hard, discipline. You don't do 360 layups, but they were fun, right? So like the whole thing is like LeBron pushes him so hard that actually drives the kid away. The kid then kind of rebels against him. And long story short, he gets trapped in the serververse by this AI called Algae Rhythm. 
algorithm, right? That's the bad guy of the movie, you know? And he traps him in there, and then LeBron goes in there, and the whole thing is, is to try. LeBron goes into the serververse to try to play basketball to get his son back, to win his son back. So at the end of the day, the story of the movie is about a father trying to rescue his son and restore a relationship with him. That's beautiful, right? That's a gospel story. It reminds me of a parable, actually a few parables that Jesus told. So if, you, if you're with me, go to Luke chapter 15. Okay, Luke chapter 15. Uh, we got three parables here, and you may recognize them. The first one is the parable of the lost sheep. Let me read. So Jesus told them the story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave 99 others in the wilderness and go and search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it on home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous in heaven straight away. So that's the parable of the lost sheep. Now we got the next one. It's the parable of the lost coin. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, will she call in her friends and neighbors and say, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angel even when one sinner repents. And then, so that's parable number two. And then we got the third parable. And this is one that everybody's probably really familiar with, right? It's the parable of the prodigal son. You guys remember the story? Right? Rich dad has two sons. The older one is the older one. The youngest one decides to rebel against him. Say, dad, I want my money now. Give me my inheritance now. And he takes that money. He goes to like Vegas or something, blows it all away, right? Has the time of his life. Then a famine hits. And then he's got to work some dead-end jobs to try to try to make do. He ends up like cleaning pigs, which is really bad for him. And he's like, no, I hate this. This is not good. So he decides to come back home. He's like, man, the people who work for my dad, they have it better than I do now. So I'm going to go back home. I'm going to apologize to my dad. And, and like you see there, he's like, he's got a speech laid out. How is he going to apologize? How many of you guys have ever done that? Like whenever like you've really messed up and you start practicing, how are you going to apologize? It's like, so I'm sorry, I, I did this. And, uh, and also he's got like all this speech prepared and he's going back home. But little did he know, the dad, every single day, he would just be out there looking at a distance, waiting to see if he could find the son. So the moment that the dad saw the son coming at the distance, he was like, hey, I know that kid. I know that walk. You guys know how you can tell your kids just by the way they walk? It's like, I know that walk. So the dad gets up and starts running towards the youngest son while he's still at a distance. Now imagine being the youngest son right you're walking you're practicing your your apology speech and next thing you know you see like the you see a picture of your big dad running towards you i was like oh yeah he's gonna kill me he's not even gonna let me get home he's gonna kill me before i even get there right but the dad spoiler alert doesn't kill him gets him hugs him kisses him and then the son tries to apologize but the dad interrupts a mid-speech like no, no like, here here's a coat let's put a coat on you let's put some shoes on your feet let's get a ring and put it on your finger because i love you when the kid is trying to apologize I was like no like everybody come here like my son was lost and now he's found he was dead and now he's alive let's throw let's throw a party let's throw a brazilian churrasco for this guy like get the cows let's right now let's celebrate right because the, the because there was joy in finding a son that was lost there was joy i think a theme of these three messages is joy Right, of course, there's many things. This is a rich parable. Jesus was saying it. Come on. Right, but there's, there's joy. In all three stories, there's an element of joy when something that was lost gets found. 
and how people go searching for that thing, go searching for it, and there's joy when it happens. There was joy when the father, when he saw his son. So today the theme is joy, and today we're going to be searching for joy in the moving Space Jam. We're finding out what the movie Space Jam can, can teach us about joy. Now check it out. Like, I know, this is a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> this is the, the movie Space Jam. I, I am going to be doing a couple leaps here because it's Space Jam. Like last week, Tommy had The Shack. And that movie, like it had the Trinity built into it. So like that's, you know, that's really good. Cassie had Up from, that's Pixar, right? That's like, like that's a rich, rich, rich movie. I'm working with Space Jam here. So forgive me if I stretch a couple of these things. I know. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a little bit random, but come on, go with me, right? Don't think about it too much, go with me. That should have been the, the title of the Space Jam movie. But, uh, okay, so, so go with me. Here's what Space Jam can teach us about joy. First thing um, is about the fundamentals, right? The fundamentals. As a coach, I coach a little basketball on the side. I love um, coaching basketball. Um, I know that learning how to play the game the right way, teaching kids the fundamentals, dribble with your right, dribble with your left, pass, dribble, shoots, that's super important. And I love teaching those things. And they're like legit, very, very, very important. But if people are not having fun, they're not going to play. They're not going to stay in the game for the long run. Right, if you're not having fun in the thing that you're doing, you're probably not going to do it for too much longer. It is super important to teach the fundamentals, but you also got to have an element of fun. Right, there's a scene in the movie, like I, like I said, like when, when the kids are playing basketball and one does a 360 layup, like, like, stop, don't do that. Do in and out, crossover, step back, three pointer. That's what I want you to practice. You know, and the kid was like, I thought this was supposed to be fun. We're just having fun. LeBron gets like big, you know, mean coach dad. Um, like, no, can't do that, hard work, discipline, which, again, are all legit things. But if you're not having fun, you'll probably burn out and, and stop doing what you are called to do. And here's how this connects with us. How is your faith? Have you grown bored or distanced or cold or disconnected with the fundamentals of faith with our daily practices that we're supposed to do as Christians? Like, think back, think back of when he first started following Jesus, when he first started coming to church. Like, what was, like, the most exciting thing about that? What was the best thing? What was your favorite thing about following Jesus when he first began? And the questions I want you to think about is, like, have you lost some of that? Have you lost a little bit of joy? Have you lost a little bit of the fundamental things? My encouragement for us today is to to not stop doing the fundamentals, but try to add fun back to them. Try to add joy back to them, right? Prayer, Bible reading, worship, serving, giving, community, going to church. These things are super important. How can we make them more fun again? Whether it's like instead of just, you know, reading your Bible, how about you listen to your Bible while going for a run or, you know, pray in the car or go, I don't know, like whatever it is for you. How can you put the fun back into your fundamentals? Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10, it says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Many times when we go through hard times, hard situations, hard places, man, we're like, all right, how can I get through this? How can I get through this? And everything seems so heavy. Probably the best thing that we can do is try to find joy in those moments. How can I enjoy the Lord? How can I have fun in his presence now when things are hard? Trust me, I... I think the strongest Christians I know, they're usually the ones with, with more joy. They're the ones that are full of joy. And again, joy is different than just being bubbly and happy. 
right? That's superficial. Joy is something that's like, it's something internal that's in you. So I want us to search for that joy, to, to go after that joy, right? Think back of the first parable of the shepherd who, lo- who left the 99 to go after the one. I imagine that part of the reason that he did it is because he knew the joy that it would bring to save that one. He was like, I'm not going to lose any of them. I'm going after that one. I love that one. I'm not going to let that one just be gone. I'm going to go and search it because I know it's going to bring joy. Right, actually reminds me, this is a different message, but it reminds me of Jesus who for the joy set before him endured the cross. That's a different message, but think about that. Go, 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 go deep after that later. But I believe that we're called to, to, to search for joy, to look for joy, to look for fun in our fundamentals. Right, so that's point number one. Point number two is teamwork. I believe that Space Jam teaches us about teamwork and how we can find joy in teamwork. Probably the funniest and best part of the movie is when LeBron James and Bugs Bunny go through the Warner Brothers universe and looking for teammates, right? They go into literally like everything that Warner Brothers has ever done. They dive in like Harry Potter, the DC Comics, the Matrix. They go into all these different universes to try to find teammates for LeBron. And actually, LeBron had a wish list of teammates. It was pretty hilarious, right? You can check it out here. This is what LeBron wanted his teammates to be. Super man, Gandalf, King Kong, Iron Giant, like that's a pretty good team, right? He wanted to build a super team, and that, uh, that was probably one of the best scenes of the whole movie, and, um, and this idea of teamwork reminds me of a vineyard distinctive, a vineyard value that um, I, I love, which is called everyone gets to play. We are all invited to the game, and we all have a part to play. It's not just a good idea, it's a mandate, right? Everyone gets to play, meaning our team needs everyone to play because everyone brings something different to the table. We're all called to participate. Like the, this game of life, this game of faith, this game of, of, of being a church, we all need each other because we're one body. First Corinthians 12, 12, the human body has many parts, but many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ, meaning we need you, right? As like a fan of basketball and a basketball player, I know that like if my, if my, if my pinky toe hurts, that's going to damage my game. I'm not going to be able to cut left or cut right because my pinky toe hurts. So even the smallest parts, they have a part to play and we need need everybody we need the whole body to be together and there's joy in that you find joy when you're not alone when you have a team that's there with you and being a team doesn't mean that we all got to be the same we actually get to be different right one of my favorite rapper propagandas prop hip-hop right he has this quote it says unity is not uniform we're not called to sameness we're called to oneness Right? We don't have to all look alike talk alike act alike dress alike like we get to be different but we get to be different together, and that is our superpower. Diversity is a superpower. Diversity is what make a team good. And I believe that we also can find joy in knowing that, like, when we win, we celebrate together. When we win, we celebrate together. Also, when we lose, we get to weep and mourn together, but we get to do it together. Think about the lady who lost the coin, right? What did she do the moment she found it? Friends, neighbors, everybody come celebrate, right? This coin that was here, it was lost, now it's found. So I want my people, I want my team around me. Who's on your team? Who's the people that are going to help you when the game gets hard? And who's the people who are going to celebrate with you when you win the game? Does that make sense? That was stretch number two. Let's go for stretch number three. <laughs> Being yourself. 
I believe that Space Jam can teach us that there's a joy in learning who you are, who God created you to be, and being that and doing what God has called you to. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We're all masterpiece. God made you unique. The beginning of the movie, Dom, the, the youngest son, right? He's, you know, his whole thing with his dad, that his dad won't let him do me. You won't let me do me, dad, because the dad wants him to be just like himself. And that's what actually drove them apart. And I feel like a lot of times we, we, can, we, can, we can feel that pressure of trying to perform, trying to be something we're not, but we also do the opposite too, where we look at other people, we're like, hey, I want to be just like them. You know, it's like, I, I, I don't like who I am, so I'm looking at somebody else and I'm trying to be like they are, right? And that, that always leads to disappointment. That always takes away joy. There's this quote that I love. I don't know who said it, but it's really good. Is that comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. And I see that happening so much right now, especially on social media, right? Because you start comparing your day-to-day -day life to somebody's very well-produced highlights that they posted up just, you know, like, so and that's so easy to do nowadays, but I, trust me, comparison is the thief of joy. Don't worry about them. Be who God called you to be because he made you a masterpiece. A little spoiler at the end of the movie, right, there's the epic basketball game with LeBron James and Looney Tunes against the, the goon squad and the goon squad are actually up by a thousand. That's right, a thousand at halftime, right? There's, anyways, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, but LeBron James, like Lola Bunny actually, shout out Lola Bunny, she's, she's, she's awesome. <laughs> you know, she's like, they're losing and she says, we're losing because we're trying to play like you, LeBron. We're, we're just trying to be like you. We're trying to play the game the way that you play the game. And LeBron just realized, oh, that's not working. They're trying to be like me, but that's not working. He was like, no, like, do what you do best. Be more loony. Be loony, right? Like, be, you're the Looney Tunes. Go ahead and be loony. Stop trying to play basketball like me. Be loony. And guess what? They start being loony, and it worked, right? They came back from, spoiler alert, they came back from 1,000 points, Right? Bugs Bunny went, what did he say? He said, uh, all toony, big moony, full loony. You know, and once they did that, like, you know, unlocked their team when they all started being themselves. When they realized who they are and they decided, like, I'm not going to try to play like anybody else. I'm going to be who God has called me. I'm going to be who I was created, designed, literally drawn to be. So my question for you is this. What's your kind of loony? What's unique about you? What's special about you? How Do you know who you are in God and how much he loves you, how much he cares for you, and the gifts that he has put inside of you? Be that. Forget about anybody else. Everybody else is on your team, and they could be dumb, and, and their strengths are going to help you. But you focus on being who God has called you to be. If you can sum up the message of the Space Jam movie, it's probably this. Be loony. Be loony. Don't worry about anybody else. Be loony and, be, and find a team to be loony with. If you do those things, I believe that you will find joy in this movie. Amen? Amen? Now, I'm almost done, but here's the deal. Um, this Friday, we're going to watch Space Jam in the youth room, but we're scheduled to watch Space Jam and Legacy, but I'm going to put it up for votes. Should we watch this Space Jam or the original Space Jam? Right? Because guess what? I saw the movie, and I want to give you right now the top five reasons why the original Space Jam movie is better. <laughs> you guys ready? 
You may disagree. This is, this is no longer Bible. This is personal opinion, right? So you can disagree with me if you want, and we, we can vote about it on Friday. But here's quickly five reasons why the first Space Jam movie, the original Space Jam movie, is better. You guys ready? Okay, all right, check it out. We're going to go quickly. Reason number five, the Looney Tunes. The Looney Tunes in the 90s, they were like the best cartoons ever. They were my favorite. They were everyone's favorites. Bugs Bunny was huge. Nowadays, do kids know the Looney Tunes? No. Like their favorite cartoon is like the YouTube app on their tablet, right? Like they don't know. They don't know about the Looney Tunes. So the Looney Tunes were better back then. This is reason number five. Next, right? Number four, Bill Murray. Bill Murray was in the original Space Jam movie and not on the, this new Space Jam movie. Bill Murray makes everything better. Next, reason number three. The soundtrack. The soundtrack of the original Space Jam movie was amazing. Now check it out. I know, I know that R. Kelly is a terrible person, but I Believe I Can Fly is like the best song ever. And I love I Believe I Can Fly. It's a classic. And the whole trial soundtrack, you got Seal with Fly Like an Ego. You got, man, you got like a, a squad. You got Busta Rhymes, L.O. Cool J, Method Man with Hit Em High, Hit Em High, Hit Em High. Right, you guys know that song. You probably don't. But I love that song. You got Monica for For You, I Will. You got, uh, you got Basketball Jones. I love that soundtrack so much. The new soundtrack, I don't even know they got Kirk Franklin and the baby. That's, and, and, anyways, the, that soundtrack is better. Therefore, this movie is better. Reason number two, the other NBA players. Check it out. Right there, you got Charles Barkley, Muggsy Bogues, and the rest of the crew, Patrick Hillary, Johnson, Sean Bradley. Right in the original movie, the other NBA players, they had multiple scenes, right? They had the scenes where the aliens take their power. Then they had like them going to counseling therapy to figure out what happened. Them going to the doctors. Charles Barkley confession scene, right? When Charles Barkley gets beat up by a bunch of girls in a basketball game. Hilarious, amazing scenes. The new movie, you just have like, like the, a few NBA players and a couple of WNBA players like say one line each and get scanned into the video game and that's it. So because of that, the first, the original Space Jam movie is better. And then reason number one, Michael Jeffrey <laughs> Jordan. The well, number one reason why the original is better is because Michael Jordan is better. I got the stats to prove it. Check it out. Jordan went 22 for 22 with zero rebounds, zero system, one game with LeBron only went four to five, right? Because of Michael Jordan, the movie is better. And Michael Jordan was just like, he was just Michael Jordan in the movie. LeBron actually tries to act. And anyway, so I believe, again, this is personal, personal choice. I believe the first Space Jam movie was better. And I invite you to come out this Friday to watch it with me. We're probably going to do it in the youth room. And we're going to get to debate that and choose that on Friday. And we can have the debate. I love the LeBron Jordan debate. We can go back and forth to it. But... I'm going to bring Jesus back into this, right? There's one that's not up for debate, and that's Jesus. Jesus is actually the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time for real. Champion of the world, champion of the universe, undisputed, undefeated. Jesus is the best. Colossians 1, 15 through 18 says this. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in heavenly realms and on earth. He made things. Things we can't see and things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He exists before anything else. He holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He's beginning supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. 
Jesus is first in everything. Jesus wins every time against Jordan, LeBron, and anybody or anything else. Jesus wins. Message over. Pastor Gary, come on up. Let's do communion.